I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Responsiveness to God In this, the age of instant communication, the drama regarding the length of time in which a response is received has sharply escalated. For young people in particular, it's easy to get caught up in a vortex of angst. I remember my hairdresser telling me she wanted her boyfriend to text her every few hours and would start to worry if he didn't. I think the ease of communication now places added pressure on anyone relaying information and communications of all kinds. Defined to be responsive means to act quickly and positively and appropriately. We do appreciate it when our communication is received and replied in a timely manner. And many of us also try to do the same when others communicate with us. But what is our rate of response when it comes to God's communication and leadings? To begin with, discerning the voice of God is no easy task. I have addressed that topic in other podcasts, but I do want to reiterate here that once we determine that God is speaking to us, we would do well to respond to what He desires for our lives with appropriate and timely action. Perhaps the best example in the Bible of the cost of an action can be found in the parable of the Ten Talents. In this parable, found in Matthew 25, a man undertakes a journey and entrusts three of his servants with the task of managing sums of money. The amounts are carefully chosen and are commensurate with each of their abilities. The first servant was handled five talents, as they were called. The second was handed two, and the third was given one. While the first two servants doubled their master's money by carefully researching and seeking out investment opportunities, the third servant went and dug a hole and buried the entire sum. When the master returned, he praised the two servants who multiplied the sums entrusted to him. He said to them, You were faithful with a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. But the servant who was fearful and in the eyes of the master negligent with what was entrusted to him was reprimanded. He was cited as wicked, lazy, and worthless. The master took the single talent from him, and he was thrown out of the master's presence. I remember the first time I read this verse, and it seemed to me that the punishment for indifference was a bit harsh. After all, it wasn't like the guy went and spent it all. But when we waste what God gives us and ignore his instructions regarding the investment he's made in us, there's a price to pay. He's entrusted a responsibility to us, and if we partner with God in his plan for our lives, we will heed those leadings and even embrace them. You might be wondering what kinds of tasks are entrusted to you by God. As the Master did in the parable of the Ten Talents, God gives us talents commensurate with our abilities and within the framework of the provision He's entrusted to us. To whom much is given, much will be required. And that's from Luke twelve forty-eight. A few examples in Scripture of the ways we can maximize God's investment in us include the spreading of the good news of God, Matthew twenty-eight sixteen to 20 loving others, John thirteen thirty-four, feeding the hungry and thirsty, Matthew twenty-five twenty-five, caring for the sick, poor, and marginalized, Matthew twenty-five twenty-five, and being hospitable to foreigners and outsiders, Matthew twenty-five thirty-five. When we partner with God in doing these things, we lovingly and honorably serve as God's ambassadors. In order to maximize our impact as ambassadors for Christ, 
we would do well to keep our eyes and ears open for what God has in mind for us to do and to accomplish. Are we response-ready and positioned to act on God's leadings? Will we respond to Him in a rapid and appropriate manner? It's my hope and prayer that you and I will keep our nose to the grindstone, working ever diligently for Him until He comes again in glory. I'd like to read an excerpt from my first book, The Side Door, and this entry is entitled, Consistency in Our Prayer Life. Once when my brother was small, he was in the garage hovering over a hammer and a piece of wood. My dad was observing him from the driveway. My brother's eyes were closed, and his grip on the hammer was tight. My dad walked in and asked him if anything was wrong. My brother told him that he was praying hard that he would not hurt himself hammering. Young or old, Christian or agnostic, people from all walks of life offer up emergency prayers when in a scrape or faced with a paralyzing fear or crisis. But the sincere, heartfelt, non-rote daily prayers of those who devote themselves to intimately talking with God consistently lay the groundwork for something much deeper and more valuable. If our prayer life consists primarily of the arrow prayer or the petition offered up in crisis, we are much like the child who only communicates to his parents to get something he wants. True relationship is based on more than just a presentation of a Christmas list. When we are facing monumental, seemingly unavoidable, unsolvable circumstances, we aren't likely to dial up someone we met the day before. We're more inclined to pour our heart out to someone who's known us inside and out for many years. Even though God hears our prayers and knows our needs before we say or do anything, He wants and desires relationship with us. We accomplish this best by engaging in regular communication with Him throughout our day. I remember once hearing some tips on what prayer time actually looks like in a 21st century life. One of my mentors shared with the group how she likes to start her day with God and end it in the same way. In the morning, she prays to be effective during the day and responsive to the needs of others. She also says she takes time to petition for others, as well as for herself, about things heavy on her heart and mind. And at the end of the day, she shared how it's important to go before the Lord to check in about her efforts and cover anything new that may have occurred, as well as preparing for the coming day by lifting up any other appropriate concerns. Exactly what your prayer time looks like from a structural viewpoint will in part depend on the season of your life. The young mom with six kids may not be able to carve out the same kind of time every day and night the way a woman in her 70s might with an empty nest. But the desire should remain strong. Structure is important, but should not hinder our efforts. Consider the wisdom imparted in 1 Samuel 16:7. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. A life devoted to intimate communique with God enriches us and pleases Him. And the keys to kingdom living? Gravitate to consistent prayer without continually relying on emergency mode. And the doorpost is, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18 Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon.